churches, we've just been singing unto beautiful Jesus in this place. That stillness and that beauty of his presence. There's such thankfulness in this atmosphere of just giving him honor, giving him praise, giving him thankfulness from our hearts. And I felt when we were, there, there was that moment where I could hear a few different uh, people singing. The Lord spoke to me. And he said, do you want to know what really attracts my glory? And I said, yes, Father. Yes, Jesus. Yeah, I do want to know. And he said, when my sons and daughters loose the one-of-a-kind sound I've placed in every single one of them, that there's a song in every single one of you. And what the Lord wanted to do tonight is break off that barrier of the fear of man that represses your sound. You may be saying, well, I don't know how to sing. Yes, you do. And if all you can do is moan, if all you can do is, is it, it, it comes from the deep in here. Are you with me? There's something that the Father is wanting to break in this house tonight, and I believe it's far beyond these borders of this beautiful house. That there's a song in every son and daughter. And when we just say, you know what, I don't give a rip, if I'm going to put it bluntly. I don't give a rip what I sound like. I'm singing for Him, not for anybody else. And as we step in that place of sonship, as we step in the security of being a son and daughter who's made in his image and likeness, in the Imago Dei, that you're one of a kind, so therefore you have a one of a kind heart and a one of a kind sound to loose unto him. And the Lord gave Zephaniah 3.17, he's so serious about singing that he sings over us. And Jesus said, the very glory I've placed inside of you is my glory is attracted to the very glory I've placed inside of you. And something happens when you step past the fear and loose the sound. And Dan Yakely prayed about the sound that was going to erupt from this house tonight. So I'm going to ask you, can we please step into this moment? Can we not let this just brush us by as one other thing? Can we rise to our feet, please, to honor the Lord? Let's honor His presence. If you're physically able to stand, please stand. What we're going to do is step into this moment. There's, I, I know this in my spirit. There's several in you that you're like, I, I don't sing. God is breaking that tonight. And it's so beautiful. Whatever sound comes unto, out of you unto Him, it's beautiful because it's one of a kind. So just start singing unto Him right now. Step past that. Step past that place. Oh, oh, oh. Sing a new song to the Lord. Sing a new song. Break the fear of man. Oh, spirit of breakthrough.
this atmosphere. This is so beautiful, God. We pray in this atmosphere. Break the shackles off of the voices. Break the shackles off sons and daughters. That oppressive spirit right now in the name of Yeshua by the blood of the Lamb. You are broken off of these sons and daughters. Every single thing that has withheld your voice back from you is now broken off of you in Jesus' name. I decree the word of the Lord that says, The Lord, the Lord has broken through my enemies before me like a breakthrough of water. So Father God, we pray right now in this atmosphere, if you have felt like your voice has been snuffed out in this season, I want you to wave at me right now because this is going to break. There's several of you all across the room. And the Lord wants you to hear this. It wasn't in you. It wasn't you. It was on you. And in the name of Jesus, we break off the shame. We break off the condemnation. We break off every foul spirit that tried to withhold you from singing out unto the Lord a new song. In the Psalms it says, sing unto the Lord a new song. And when we sing that, and when we break the lie of unbelief that we don't have a sound, you are wreaking havoc on the enemy's camp. This is as much as attention as I'll give him. He was in charge of worship in heaven. Why do you think that a new sound from sons and daughters loosing all over this place wreaks havoc on the enemy's camp? It's the highest form of praise. So raise your hands here. Raise your hands with me. And let's prophesy over ourselves and over our region and over the church. Say this with me. Jesus, you alone are worthy. You alone are worthy of all my praise. I will not hold back any longer. We as the, we as the church have a voice that we will not hold back. We will not let the rocks cry out. But we will rumble in the house of God with a voice of praise and a song that shifts regions for the glory of the Lord. I have a voice. doing tonight and I saw these drills where we're drilling for his glory we're drilling for his glory and I was reminded of a time a guy shared a vision of, of these glory drills where people were individually and corporately churches were drilling for his glory and it was like we were praying for an uncapping of the wells of revival and then he took me to a story that I just recently heard about Sloan's Lake up in Denver. The man was 
in 1861s drilling or digging for a well. And instead of hitting a well, he hit an aquifer. aquifer. And he woke up the next morning in 280 flooded. And it was a lake. And it wasn't a well for his family. It became a lake for the community. And then the Lord told me, that's what I'm doing tonight. There's people here drilling, and they're drilling for their own, their own soul, their own heart. They just want to go deeper in God. They want to carry His glory. And before they know it, they're going to be like an aquifer. They're going to be like a lake that others can find peace at, that others can find joy at. And churches overnight, those that have been seeking for the glory, they think they've hit a well, but they've hit the aquifer. So, Father God, we thank you. We thank you the hunger that you've given us for your glory. Lord, we, we humbly want to go deeper. We humbly want to go deeper for your glory. But more than anything, we want to hit that aquifer of your presence, that aquifer of your glory. Yes, Lord. That it would feed a community. That others would see your glory. That others would touch your glory. That others would find peace. Lord, we we kind of know what revivals do because we've read about it. Or maybe we've experienced it, but we've never seen this or instantaneous. Instantaneously you see the erupting come of two hundred years. But it happened all over Colorado. All over. Find those pockets of people, God that are digging for your glory, that are drilling for your glory. All over the state. Let it arise. Let it come up. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. glory to flames at these points here as this goes up and it comes down all eyes on Jesus right now press into him he comes in waves of glory press in this isn't the time to talk it's the time to lean into Jesus look at him gaze upon him lean into his presence glorifies up the majesty of his name. All eyes on Jesus.
you keep your eyes closed? I just want to minister this to you. We're about to wrap up tonight. In closing, just want to share about the glory. We're just, there's not a man alive that understands the glory of God. He's incomprehensible. Can you comprehend him? Three weeks ago, the Lord spoke to me. I'm sending my glory. I saw a blue-gray cloud coming. It was out of context for me. I've not seen, I've seen an amber-colored cloud before, but not that. And I want you to know that the glory is not a cloud. Many times he comes in a cloud. Glory means kabod, it means the weight. It's what he covers himself in, his weighty presence. Three weeks ago, the Lord said, I'm sending my glory. I want you to stand and intercede for the state. I'm sending my glory. I'm sending it back to my house. I'm sending it back to my people. I sensed an urgency in his heart. It was his full intention to do this. As he was saying, prepare yourselves for my glory. Get ready for my glory. We cannot approach him casually. He lives and dwells in inapproachable light. He has to be approached with reverence, with clean hands and a pure heart. He's coming to us saying, I'm coming in my glory. Prepare yourself. The sense that I had is that there was not another option. There's not another option. We so desperately need the glory of the Lord upon us. Isaiah 60, that he said, I'm the match that I have for the darkness coming. I'm going to let my glory come upon my people. We're beyond the days of living, moving in the anointing. The anointing is what God puts upon a man to operate under. The glory, we can't operate in the glory. It incapacitates many times. Saturday, Marcus shared this dream that he had about a Smith Wigglesworth type of individual moving around. All of a sudden, the glory of the Lord came, and he said it was in a blue and gray cloud. And he asked me, he said, Dan, what was the color of that cloud that you saw? I said, it was blue and gray. And immediately at the men's advance, the Spirit of the Lord just came into the room. And in the middle of worship, the presence of God set so aggressively on me. I've never had it where I felt like something was happening to my organs, my heart, everything. It was so uncomfortable. I felt like I was going to come undone. It was the strangest feeling I've ever experienced. And the Lord, the atmosphere so quickly shifted and it leveled all the men in the room. And I was laying on the ground and the Lord says, prepare for my glory. I'm sending my glory. I'm going to read this about the awe of God. feel his weight and his presence in here. I just declare tonight, God, that you're going to move over Colorado. We stand tonight as intercessors, Lord. We declare in this, this night, Lord, send your glory. Send your glory. Lord, let your cloud of glory come. Let your cloud of glory come. The weightiness of your presence come. morning. The Lord says, to begin to declare my greatness. Tell my people to begin to worship me in my greatness. Lou Engle said today, he said, Colorado is so abuzz with the presence of God. 
He said, something is about to happen in the state. The whole state is moving under the presence of God right now. So many pastors, so many houses of prayer are saying the same thing, that something is happening. God is moving by His Spirit. The Lord is about to send His glory to our state. So we ask you, Lord, send your glory. Send your glory. Prepare yourself for the glory of the Lord to come. Every, I've had a chance to be in it for four times. Three of those four times, it was so, I'll just say it, it was so fearful, so powerful. It was like you couldn't get low enough. The idea to go under the carpet, it felt like a good idea. If I could just get under this carpet. It was so overwhelming. And on Saturday, I felt like my body was going to come undone. It was so overwhelming. My heart rate, I've never had a heart rate like that before. I felt like something was wrong with me. And the Lord says, this is just the outer bands of my glory. He said, I'm going to come in ways that you've never seen before. There's been so many intercessors that have been hearing rumblings in the spirit. Revelation 4, it says that around the throne are peals of thunder. So we declare, Lord, even the seven lampstands burning, the seven spirits of God burning. Lord, we thank you for your burning nature in our hearts in Jesus' name. Lord, we stand tonight as intercessors and we bless Colorado. Lord, that you are about to release your glory again, God, upon your house, upon your people in the name of Jesus. The weight of your glory. Spoke that we're to read this today. And I saw the right hand of him who sat on the throne. The Father held up a scroll. And it was sealed with seven seals. And then a strong, a mighty angel, he began to proclaim with a loud voice. Is there anyone who's worthy to open the scroll and to loosen seals? There was no one worthy in heaven or on earth. Mind you that John was elevated there in the spirit from the Isle of Patmos who was dipped in burning oil for the name of Jesus. And he lived to tell through it. He gave his life for the name of Jesus and he wasn't even found worthy to open the scrolls. And it says that John began to weep because no one was worthy to open it or to read. But one of the elders said to him, Do not weep, John, for behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the very root of David, has prevailed. And he is going to open the scroll and he will lose its seals. And I looked and behold, in the midst of the throne and of the four living creatures and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb as though it had been slain having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God. They were sent out into all the earth. And then he came, it was like this picture of Jesus standing up, slain since the foundations of the earth, and approaching the Father, saying, Father, I am worthy to open those scrolls. Now when he had taken the scroll and the four living creatures and the 24 elders, they all fell down before the Lamb, having a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song. They began to sing, You are worthy, O Lord, to take the scroll and to open its seals. For you were slain and you have redeemed us to God by your blood. Out of every tribe and out of every tongue and out of every nation and has made for us kings and priests to our God. And we shall reign on the then I looked and I heard the voice of many angels around the throne and living creatures and all the elders and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000. Thousands upon thousands. And they all began to declare and say with a loud voice, worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power 
and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and blessing and every creature which is in heaven and on earth and under the earth such as are in the sea and that are in them i heard them all saying blessing and honor and glory and power be to him who sits on the throne and to the lamb forever and ever then the four living creatures said amen and the 24 elders they couldn't stand they fell down and worshiped him who lives forever and ever let's stand to our feet tonight lord we declare in the name of jesus we stand tonight between the living and the dead as intercessors lord crying out for your glory lord we declare in the name of jesus that you are moving again lord you're moving upon our hearts we declare your glory into our homes we declare your glory into our streets we declare your glory into the house of the lord again father we declare a great awakening amongst pastors and leaders into every mainline denomination father we declare over the boundaries of colorado let your glory fall upon this state lord let it not be in a city let it be upon a state in the name of jesus lord let the cloud of your presence come all over this state Father, we declare your glory upon our capital. We declare your glory upon our senators and upon our, our representatives, Lord. We declare your glory. And Lord, we stand again for all of our mainline denominations that you have been showing that's about to experience revival. We prophesy to the very wells of revival in Colorado to be opened up, Lord. Even like Terry said, we drill and we declare. Let the ground begin to spring forth. Let water come forth out of the ground in the name of Jesus. Jesus. Father, we declare the curse is broken off of our state. The spirit of death is broken. We declare the glory of the Lord to rise and to shine upon this state. Father, we declare that darkness is being broken by the great light of heaven. Lord, you live in inapproachable light. Release your light over our state in the name of Jesus. Every house of worship, every church, every denomination, Catch us up in the glory again. Catch us up in your glory. Catch us up in your glory. God, move into our houses, God. Heal our homes in your glory. Heal our homes in your glory, Lord. Dave Hogan recently was meeting with Heidi Baker. And he said, Heidi, the glory of the Lord hit us. They were in one of their villages and they were in deep intercession and prayer. There were several thousand in this village. He said the glory of the Lord hit the village and blew out seven villages. And he said it had to start at the righteous village where they were contending and praying. That had to be the point of contact. And then it went out seven villages. He said every witch doctor and every shaman was leveled under the glory of God. Every child, every man, every woman were leveled under the glory of God, he said, for hours. Hundreds of miles away, he said, the glory came down. In that very meeting, him and Heidi Baker were about to commission, I believe it's either 600 or 1,000 of their students to go all over the nations of the earth. Heidi Baker said it was a difficult meeting. He said it was just rough. And then all of a sudden, the atmosphere shifted. Dave Hogan told his men, tie me to the pole, hurry. Tie me to the pole, I want to see it. He said, because when it comes, you can't stand the sense that I had on Friday was that we were not about to get his presence like that. We were about to get something so heavy, so weighty. It was going to be uncontainable, uncontrollable. We were not going to be able to stand under it. And right now we're having to learn how to move with the waves of his spirit. When he starts getting this close, like he did in the book of Acts, he begins to pursue hearts with fire. He begins to go after the deep issues because he wants an altar where the blood is covering that altar. When you look at creation for five days, he set creation in order. On the sixth day, he released glory into the earth. When he built the tabernacle, it was order, order. Do it this way, do it this way, do it this way, do it this way. Second Chronicles chapter 5, 11 through 14. As they had finished all the order of the tabernacle, they began to minister to the Lord with song, with trumpets, with, with shouts. And then the cloud of glory filled the temple where they could not even stand to minister to the Lord. The Lord says, when you get things in order, then I'm going to send my glory. 
So we declare that the order that was released to creation, the order that was released around the tabernacle, is the same order that's being released even right now. You're bringing your church into order, these hot spots that have been crying out for glory so that you can blow out and touch even those that are not crying out for your glory. God, we declare that our state will be leveled under the weighty kabod of God. Press us down, God, in your glory. Manifest your glory. Manifest, show yourself mighty. Moses said, God, I've got to see your glory. And then the Lord says, I will allow my goodness to pass before you. The glory is his goodness. You see, it's going to touch everything. They even say the molecular structure of our bodies changes in his glory. God is going to set everything at liberty. So Lord, send your glory. Come on, use your voice. Say, Lord, send your glory to my life. I want to host your presence. I want to host your presence, Lord. Crazy. 
There's times like these where we really just don't know what we're doing. <laughs> think we do, I'll just make it real clear. We have no <laughs> clue what we're doing. But there's a wave of the glory of God. There's such a fear of the Lord to not move quickly, to not speak too soon. But to allow Him to do what He wants to do. And these Waits, it's just when Jesus moves in, we don't need to do anything, we just let him do what he wants to do. We're praying this this morning as Marcus and I were driving up in one car, Dan was in another car. We're praying about the glory of the Lord. We've been feeling that it's been very evident, very clear. He's come with his glory. One of the prayers was just to Lord, help us to steward your glory. We've learned how to steward the presence, not fully. <laughs> we have an inkling of how to steward his presence. But I don't know that we know how to steward his glory. Just, I feel like we're moving into something We've, it's uncharted territory right now. And all we can do is set our eyes on Jesus. I just want to close with these two scriptures. Dan was saying that when the glory comes, it can actually it can change your the cell structure. And I was just thinking that John 17, or Matthew 17. And Jesus takes Peter, James, and John, and they go up on the mountain. Anytime you ascend the hill of the mountain, something happens. Ascend that hill, and there's, it's where the glory is, the glory of God. And it says there, Jesus was transfigured before them, and his face shone like the sun. And his clothes became as white as the light. That's a cell structure change. Wow. That's light. When the glory of the Lord came. It shifted. It shifted the cell structure to light. After that, I just love Peter. <laughs> Always get to laugh at Peter. And then you realize, oh, we're a lot like Peter. It's like, Lord, it is good that we are here with you. He says, if you wish, we'll, we'll put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. And then it says, well, he was still speaking. <laughs> well, Peter was still kind of just jabbering away. It says there was a bright cloud that covered them. And it was a voice from the cloud. And it says, this is my son whom I love. With him, I am well pleased. And then it says these three words. And I feel like these three words are so critically important when the glory is in the place. It says, listen to him. It's probably the most important thing we can do when the glory of the Lord comes in the place. Listen to Jesus. Just listen. Let him do what he wants to do. Lord, we thank you for these moments like this. Lord, I thank you that there is an ask. That we would, not just an ask from our voice, but a longing from our spirit. That we would long we would long for more of your presence. That as Moses cried out, show me your glory. Lord, we want to see your glory. He says before that, 
if your presence doesn't go with us, don't set us up for failure. Lord, I pray that there would be such a hunger and a thirst for you in these days. That it, it isn't just when we come to church right now. It isn't just in these times. But Lord, as we're in our homes, as we're in our beds, as we're driving in the car, as we're eating dinner with family, or as we're at a restaurant, as we're at our workplaces, as we're at the gas station, at the grocery store, the mall, wherever you are, that no matter where we are, that we would long for the glory of God, that we would long to be so close to Him and in His presence, that we would long for that righteousness, hunger and thirst for more of Him, increase our hunger. Thank you for the wells that are being dug right now. Thank you for the aquifers that we're going to hit. Thank you for the oil that's going to come up. We long for you. We look to you. Lord, I pray that we would live in that place eyes on you in holiness and righteousness.
God bless you. I feel like we're just learning to steward his presence we're about to, and his glory. We're about to step into, not we're about, we're stepping into something we've never stepped into. It's a fun season, fun time that we're in. God bless you guys. Love you.